Wouldn't it be great if Christians could talk about the Bible and various issues without fighting or arguing or name-calling? It would be so awesome if we could just sit down, have a cup of coffee, discuss, and even if we disagree, treat each other with respect. That's what this podcast is all about. Kind, loving, Christian conversations. It's not a sermon, not a Bible class. It's just followers of Jesus talking about life and faith. I hope this show encourages you to have conversations like this with people in your life. I'm Wes McAdams, and I want to welcome you to the Crosstalk Podcast. In today's conversation, I talk with my friends Reggie Hutchings and James Sumners, who joined us on the phone. I love and appreciate these brothers. They're open and honest about their spiritual journeys, how the Lord has transformed their lives, and how He's still in the process of transforming their lives. I hope you find this discussion encouraging. There's an elder here. at McDermott Road, and he he told me one time that when he was working, he's retired now, but when he was working in his profession, if somebody would come into his office, and he was in a real high-pressure job in the medical industry and um, in a hospital, and he said that when somebody would come into his office and they were really hard to get along with that day, and they were just chewing him out and just kind of going off on him, he kind of sat back and he would say to himself, this person is going to be my instructor for the day, and I'm going to learn something about myself through them and they're going to help teach me something. And so that was just kind of his outlook. He, he, he thinks about the world like his, I forget what he says, his school for higher education. And so he just thinks every day I'm going to learn something new. And so mm-hmm. that, that was just an interesting way to think about conflict or difficult situations is he would, he would just sit back and just kind of intentionally think about the fact that I'm going to learn something from this situation or this person today. You think about <clears throat> like transformation, and tomorrow is not going to be the same as was to, as today. Today is not going to be the same as tomorrow. So, I think lately, since the things I've been going through in my own personal life, I wake up in the morning, start with a prayer, and say, "Lord, whatever I do in today, let it be a service for you." And I've, I've been praying that prayer for a while for the last couple of weeks, and whatever happens. The Lord has been there with me. And I, I think that I've been humbled enough through the situations that I got to change some way, somehow. So it'd be better for now for myself, for my family, but the almost is the, for the, the change from the kingdom of God. Elders will see that. Because I might be going through a problem. It doesn't change the person I am now, but it should change it changed my whole perspective of my life and grow closer to God. Yeah, and as we, as we sit here in our life and and. Th- things come like you said prayer that's that is something we often neglect um which is is almost ridiculous you know if you think of a child and something's going on in their life the first thing they do is they say daddy or mommy right and mm. they say i need help and we always want to figure out some way on our own to say well i'm sure maybe god doesn't want me to come to him every time yes he does um, and we're not really going to be able to transform ourselves if if we're trying to depend on ourselves for transformation, to be changed into what God wants us to be. Prayer is something that we, we neglect, um, and it, that does not glorify God. You know, we, we, if we want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, it's not it's not me renewing my mind. It's it's the Word of God. It's time in prayer. It's fellowship with our brothers in Christ. 
these things that we do who identify us with who we believe in and the trust that we have. You know, I was talking about authority earlier and we think about like, uh, like if we believe that God is in charge, why don't we go to him? You know, yeah. if I have a problem with a coworker and they won't do anything, I don't, ju- I don't just sit there and just imagine, well, I'll, I'll try to do something and eventually they'll, they'll change. Eventually I have to go to my boss, you know, but with God, we so often just kind of neglect that. Don't really think about God is the authority. He's given us an avenue of prayer and we don't, we don't really trust in, in his ability sometimes to, to do something. And so we sit back and think, man, I really would like to change. And we just sit here and imagine in our heads, what it'll take instead of saying, God, you change me because I'm, I'm doing it all wrong. And, you know, speaking on that, it's like when things don't always go our way, you got to look at it. Well, God is your will. Let it be done. And we really, you have to really be in a humble mindset to understand that, you know, God is in control of our lives. And I can't control how people act. can't control what people think or may say about me. The only thing I can do is control myself and do in the best way I know how to please him. That's all. That shall be ultimate um, daily walk with um, walk with God amongst others. Is that I can only control what I can control, and God has the rest. And sitting here thinking about what y'all are saying, you know, it it seems to me that there are things that get in our way of being transformed, and one of those things seems to be from what we're saying, from what y'all are saying, is pride that we can really only be transformed when we're humble enough to pray and to get out of the way and let God work in our lives. And to say, like you said, Reggie, your will be done, whatever that situation is, whatever, whatever situation I find myself in accepting that God is going to teach me something in this situation, that God is going to transform me through this situation or use this situation for his glory and my, my transformation. And, you know, so often I, I don't want to be transformed. I want to be right. You know, I, I want I want to have done it right the first time. I don't want to realize that I need transformation. I don't I don't want to I don't want to be in need of growth. And so part of transformation is realizing I blew it, I messed up, and I need to be somebody tomorrow that I'm not today, and that I need to allow myself to go through the situation to learn from the situations that I've gone through already, to learn from the mistakes that I've made, to learn from the mistakes of other people. Uh, but, but you can't, you can't stay the same and be transformed. And I know that sounds, well, duh, but, but so often that's exactly what we want to do. We want to be able to keep doing what we're doing, keep thinking the way that we've been thinking, keep saying the same things and, and yet become a better person. And you can't, you can't have it both ways. You've got to, You've got to stop something. You've got to uh, make some changes in your life. I think um, you said earlier, brothers, that um, you're talking about pride. <clears throat> we all understand. We got to acknowledge that we have a problem. And a lot of times, even for men, we don't acknowledge that. And one thing I, I picked up from my wife, Candace, when um, we're going through, is she going a particular thing or we're as a, as a whole, as a marriage or in our family, so when people ask how things are going, she always tell you, all things considered. <laughs> and when I take that, that's been part of my 
vocabulary much recently now is that it's all things considered is that you still want to praise God and give him all the glory, which he deserves and when the bad times and that is going to help with people through that transformation and it can help others and show, you know what, even though I might be going through this situation, it's not the end of my world. God controls that. So I need to be, you know, pull up my bootstraps and say, you know what, I'm not going to let this problem hold me down. Yeah. And even, you know, when it comes to prayer, um, we don't, we often try to wait for big things to, to come up to say, Oh God, I need your help. Lord, help me, please. I can't bear this on my own rather than a daily life where we s- stop and say, Lord, this day is yours. I want to walk in your way each step, uh, the good and the bad. You know, I, I try to pray with my children and my family sometimes and say, you know what, God, thank you for all the great things that happened today. And thank you for all the bad things that happened today, because without them, we can't learn to trust you in the good and the bad without, without the mistakes we make, we can't learn to, to, to depend on God to the fullness that we need to, to recognize our own folly and, and, and the things that we need to change. If we don't live this life paying attention to these things, and taking everything to him, you know, even, you know, when I wake up in the morning, Lord, help me to, to wake up wide awake so that I can get ready to do the tasks that I have to do. Let me, uh, help me to do, you know, help me to be better at this. Help me to be better at that. Thank you for all that you've given me and everything that, that our very breath should be uh, a breath that is thankful to God that every word that we say, we should be thinking, how can I praise God? And I'm not saying that. I, I'm definitely not someone who does this. But we can't, we can't wait for the big things in life to, to start transforming ourselves mm-hmm. because then it's too late. You know, if, if, if I haven't really learned to pray to God and then a child of mine dies, how am I going to go to God then? I mean, what kind of... It's going to be harder for me. How can I talk to him when I haven't been talking to him all this time and suddenly say, God, I don't know what to do and I haven't been talking to you. But, you know, it, it changes everything if we wait for something big rather than starting it just with everyday things. Anyway, And I think that that's one reason why I was trying to think about the things that have transformed me the most over the years. and And I would say that that my transformation has come through community, the, my Christian brothers and spending time, you know, James, when, when I was in Abilene, you put together those breakfasts and we'd get together, you know, on a weekly basis and, and just, just hang out and talk and, and be, be brothers together. And I think about all of the relationships that I've had over the years and, you know, sometimes you don't know that you need to prepare for something. You mentioned the death of a child or something like that. You don't know that you need to prepare for that until your brother goes through that. And then when your brother goes through that, you realize not only do you need to be there for him and minister to him, but you, you start to think about your own mortality and the mortality of your family. And you start to wonder how will I deal with this in a similar type situation? I've, I have a brother that was a groomsman in my wedding and a family that I love. I I couldn't love any more than I do. And uh, their 18 year old son who I was incredibly close to and knew since he was a toddler, uh, he passed away about a year ago. And 
or a little, little over, I guess. Um, but watching him go through that and standing with him at the funeral, um, it, it, it really amazed me how prepared he was for that because of his strength of faith. And it, it humbles me to think, what do I need to be doing? What changes do I need to make in my life to prepare to be that man it, it, when and if that situation occurs to me? And, and one of the only ways, I think, to become that man is to spend time with men like that and allow that transformation to flow through the Spirit, through our brethren, to us. And we're transformed by being in relationship with other Christians. And I, that, that is real big. Not even like, even though, um, was it not including losing a loved one when someone has issues on their job or even having issues in their own personal life or if a, a loved one is dearly sick or their body degrading, you have to be prepared for the, for the worst any time in life. Because if, like I was, uh, when I was in college, I was part of the college ministry when I was in North Texas, one of the deacons, he did a lesson on having a daily spiritual life. And I took that, you know, not with a grain of salt. I took it and I know it, each day needs to be a daily spiritual life. And I noticed that people at times will say, man, I had a bad day. I, and I really thought about that. I said, you had a bad moment in the day doesn't mean that your whole day was bad. Mm-hmm. And I think the more I get closer to God, my mind opens, my eyes are more, I see more things now than I have before. And like right right now, we, me and my wife, we just celebrated our six-year anniversary back in June. Will I be the same person six months from now? I hope not. Will I be the next person, the same person five years from now? I hope not. All that we can do is hope and believe that I want to grow each day closer to one another, but the ultimate going closer to God. Because we don't know when the time is up. But when our time is up, we want to say, you know, we did we did our best. Yeah. And, you know, I, it, it's interesting the way you were just talking about the day, Reggie, I mean, and, and our life and just to think about think about time. And we really only have today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's interesting. We, we so often we we make plans and that's good you know and and we want to be a better person tomorrow or 6 months from now or whatever the case may be but the only day i really have is today and we always live in today i was watching winnie the pooh the new uh, christopher robin movie yeah. with my family which by the way if you haven't seen it it's fantastic <laughs> one of the best movies i've seen recently anyway so uh but but Christopher Robin oversleeps and he's a grown up now and he, mm-hmm. he wakes up and he says, Oh no, it's tomorrow. And Winnie the Pooh says, well, usually it's today. <laughs> and I thought that was great because that that's the thing. It's, it's never tomorrow. It's always today. Whatever day it is, it's always today. It's not yesterday. It's not tomorrow. It's always today. And so that's the only day that we have to, to work on ourself is today. And if we learn to think about our life like that. And just, just, and that's what the Lord said. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, today has enough trouble of its own rather. And James said the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't worry or don't make plans without saying if the, if it's the Lord's will. And so we just, we just live here today and we say, what can I do today to make the world a better place, to bring glory to God, to become a better man? Uh, how can I love my wife better today? How can I love my kids better today? And so to me, that helps me to, if, if I would have the conscious thought to think about that, instead of saying, well, 
in a year from now or six months from now or whatever and, and thinking long term, which I mean, that's not to say we shouldn't think long term because we should. But but it's really easy to procrastinate and kind of kick the can down the road a little bit and just think I'll get around to it rather than saying, what can I do today to be a better husband and a better father and a better follower of Jesus? And it's 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 always easy to to get overwhelmed by that. Right to imagine to if we look too far ahead and say, okay, I there's this there's this thing that I have that I want to get done, and uh, we 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 kind of get an idea of what it's going to take to do it. And sometimes it becomes we 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 get overwhelmed thinking that I need to do that all now. Um, but like you said, we have today and the only thing that we can do is what we can do today. And, um, we have to take everything a step at a time. I, I have a, you know, my, my hobby has become woodworking and, uh, my garage is, uh, really not a safe place for anybody <laughs> younger than myself. <laughs> is it safe for you though, James? I'm, I, I run out there, I, I do some work and then I'm like, Oh man, it's late. I gotta get back in the house and I don't clean up after myself as well as I should. And so, um, so when I stop to think, okay, James, you really need to get that place organized and, um, get it under control so that it's a safe place for your kids to walk in so that they don't, they can't grab sharp objects and whatnot. Um, so it's safe for them. Um, you need to prepare and, and just, do what you can today. And that's the, the thing It's it's like, uh, uh, I remember my brother who's not, uh, my oldest brother, who's not necessarily the, a neat freak. Um, in fact, he's, <laughs> we won't go into that, but I remember him saying one time, um, that, um, it's easier to clean your house all the time than it is to clean it, you know, once a month, mm -hmm. because yeah. if you clean it every day, if you're always picking up your stuff, um, if you're always putting it where it belongs, it it's easier. Life is going to be easier. Even your tough moments, something's going to be, it's going to be easier when we're taking care of everything just one moment at a time. Uh, you know, and, and it may be hard for us to get our lives in order many times and, and, and to, to do the changes that we need to. But if we just start, start with what we can do today, mm -hmm. um, that will improve everything from every moment forward. If we focus on what can I do right now, and I think it's that that's easy to say that and then sit back and say, well, you know, I've done a lot today, so I think I just need to take a nap. I'm kind of tired. But, uh, but if we just take that time to do one thing and do our best every time we get a chance to, um, that'll, that'll make transformation. It'll make it happen. Yeah. I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, kind of waiting until something huge happens or something bad happens in our life. And I think that's when we usually realize that we need a change. We, something big happens, somebody dies, or, you know, maybe there's some marriage problems, or maybe there's, you know, some sort of a, a, a major thing that happens in our life. And I was thinking about the word catalyst. And that was actually a word I used in my sermon this morning that, that sometimes it's those big things that are our catalyst to change. And we think, oh man, I've got to get my life together. Uh, maybe if you use as a metaphor, like weight loss or something like that, when I step on the scale and I think, oh man, okay, that, or whatever it is, you know, or maybe somebody has a huge health issue and that becomes a catalyst for change rather than 
as Christians, our weekly assembly, and that was my point this morning, that our weekly assembly should be a catalyst for change. It should be a catalyst for loving people and for doing good works. And so if, if we're in that constant state of community, if we're in that constant state of fellowship and encouraging our brothers and sisters in Christ and being encouraged by them and being stirred up to love and good works, then we constantly have that catalyst to change. You can't be presented with the cross and with the, the lives of your brothers and sisters whom the Spirit of God is changing, you can't be constantly confronted with that and not have a catalyst to change. If somebody is constantly putting the cross in front of you and constantly putting your transformed brothers and sisters in front of you, then you have this constant catalyst for change. But when you remove yourself from the Christian community and when you kind of try to go it alone, and that's what so many people today are trying to do, is trying to be Christians and be kind of Lone Ranger Christians and, and not be in the church and not be plugged in, and they don't have that constant catalyst for change. And then they wait until something bad happens. And then they think, oh, no, I got to get my life together. And then it's just one tragedy to the next. Mm-hmm. And maybe they make a change and maybe they don't. But I think the way God designed things is for us to constantly have that catalyst for change week in and week out and constantly making that shift. Right. And um, that's good to add to that. What he was saying is that um, even with my circular job, I try to tell my um, kids that I work with today, you can't change the problem unless you change your thinking. And it, well, how do you change your problems? Is you got to change the way you think, how you approach things. And that's also you know it, everything, all aspects of our lives. Like if you want to be a better husband, okay, I need to decide why I need to talk to my wife better. You know, want to be a better father, I'm not going to yell at my child. If I want to be a better employee, I'm gonna get to work on time. Things like that. There's a lot of things you can get from that. And about change, is that. We can wait too late to make the change, and that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna hurt a lot of us mm. if we wait late to make a change. And like I said, we just gotta live for the moment, and we live for the moment for God. The change is gonna happen not on our time; it'll be happen on His time. We'll know at that time when we say, "Okay, it's time." We need to make a change. Yeah. And you know, having God. Being on God's side, we don't, you know, we don't have to worry about tomorrow, as as we talked about earlier. We don't, we don't need to concern ourselves with it because we know our Father has it all taken care of. He he has he has what we need provided for us for tomorrow, if there is a tomorrow. He has everything is everything is is going in the way that he knows it will go. And he's preparing for us what we need in the time. He's preparing for the needs that we'll have, for the for the times that we're going to fall. He's preparing for the, the opportunities for us to grow. He's preparing for the days when we're not going to have enough to eat. He's preparing for the days that we're going to have plenty to eat and and have to remember to, to choose him. You know, that God is never out of the picture. And if we keep that in our mind, you know, at Baker Heights, we're talking about authority in our Sunday morning classes. And, and one of the things that we have to think about with one of the great things about authority and knowing that God is the authority that he is in charge is it's like the, the centurion who said has a, a, a servant who's sick and says, you don't even have to come because I understand authority and if you have authority, you can just say, he is well, and I'm good. 
I don't, I don't, if I understand God and, and who he is enough, I can trust him and know that he has my back, that he cares for me, that he will work all things to good for those who love him. Right. Uh, if I believe that he's an authority, then my faith can be firm mm-hmm. and then I can be changed by him because I know that I am cared for, that my future is assured, that that no matter what happens today, I, eternal life waits for me. No matter, no matter, you know, if I fail in something today, God will take care of me. If if something goes wrong today, I can stand back up because I have my Lord and Savior. Um, if no matter what happens, I can lean on him because he will take care of it. See, two things I get from this is that <clears throat> that's another thing when you're about the transformation is that where's your faith going to lie? You know, I was thinking, I always goes back to 11, Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith is something things hold for evidence and things not seen. And uh, also go back to um, Romans 8. If God be for me, who's going to be against me? So there's a lot of things to remind us of what we should be doing. Are we going to remember that when we're going through that change in our life? When that, that knowing we need that to make that needed transformation in our lives? Because all of our stories will help someone else. And it can help the church be close to one another. And that one of the things I learned since being here at McDermott Road is that people are sincerely caring about you. Not saying that was not real before. But it's some of the things that I experienced in my life, someone else also experiencing that too. And that's why I think how God worked providentially to put people in place to show you that, you know what, even though you're going through that change, someone else, someone else went through that same change too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I keep thinking about some of the, I wish we were making a list right now of all the things that we've said. <laughs> that Because you know, I keep thinking, you know, what, what things contribute to our transformation? So we've said things like humility, uh, kind of right thinking about about everything. So the right attitude, humility, uh, living in the in the moment, and and living in the moment for God. Uh, we talked about uh, being in the Christian community. But some of the things that you guys are saying about God and about His prominence and His authority, and that that really it's good theology, and you know, and and that that's what. God's word does for us is that it it puts everything in perspective. And when God is is as big as he is in reality in our mind, when we see God and all of his majesty and his glory in our mind, when we think right about God, uh, it transforms us. Coming into the presence of God transforms us. You cannot you cannot see God and come away unchanged, and and that's what uh, that that's that's what we experience when we study the Word. But especially, like you said, Reggie, when you're with other Christians who love you and care about you and who've gone through the same things, and in that context, we're learning about God and we're we're allowing Jesus to reveal Him to us. You cannot walk away from that mm-hmm. unchanged. And so, things like worship and Bible study in addition to just that fellowship and being involved in each other's lives is so incredibly important. And I don't think that we often stop to realize that, you know, I'm, I'm 35. And so I've spent almost every week of my life, uh, in, in the worship assembly. 
And so there's no telling how many songs I've sung, and you guys probably have similar experiences. So there's no telling how many hymns and songs and spiritual songs, spiritual songs uh, that I've sung over the years, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs that I've sung over the years. And, and there's no way to account for how much that's changed me. Yeah. Um, and, and so we, we, we have to kind of take that into consideration and realize that worshiping God it, tra- it changes us. It transforms us. Seeing God changes us and transforms us. Yeah, I think also, man, I'm like, even um, I'm always excited by Sunday morning or any time I uh, be with the, uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ, people need to understand that that tra- uh, church is a spiritual hospital. Same thing when they go in their doctor's office that they want to get healed from a particular aches and pains they may have with their body. It's the same thing within the come with we go when we come within the fold. God is God's safe haven. We gotta understand that we're here to get changed, to grow closer with Him. And more we get closer with Him, there will be more lost souls strengthened that have been lost in this world, and the people who are being introduced to Christ about the things that we see and we can share with someone that our God is real. And He's He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. To understand that, you know what, you really want to change? Let me tell you about this person I know. And then once we do that, they're going to pay it forward to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Are you saying like the assembly is kind of like a like a hospital, a play where, place where we go and we get some spiritual healing? And yes. Then, is that? Yes. A house of refuge. Okay. Yes. Um, and, I learned know, that back. But it, and and that's true. Um, and I, I think. We often want to spend a lot of time there, though. But in a hospital, and, and I think we need to be worshiping a lot, but, but in a hospital, it's not a place where you want to stay, right? It's a place where you go for, for the mm-hmm. healing that you need and to, to give healing, to, to help others. You know, you can, but, but it's not the place that we live. And so we, we get that healing, and then we need to take that healing with us, right? We, we get the healing and then we take it with us wherever we go and we share that and we we allow it to, to be seen uh, and heard in our lives. And that's that's something that sometimes we also, you know, when we gather together, it is a great opportunity for us to, to encourage each other. Uh, and as scripture says, as the day of his return uh, draws near, as, as Jesus, as we know that Jesus is coming back, we... We can't forsake the assembling together because we can encourage each other, build each other up, prepare our hearts and minds, encourage our faith, build each other up so that we're ready for the day that he returns. And so when we come together, that's what we're doing. And when we leave, we we need to take that with us mm-hmm. so that when we see each other along the way, even when we're not gathering together in worship, we can still build each other up. One thing that you both kind of touched on, Reggie, you may have even used the phrase paying it forward and helping others. And James, you said the same thing, that we help each other in this spiritual hospital. You know, that's something that I've experienced, and I'm guessing that both of y'all have as well, that when you teach others, that there's no greater transformation than the transformation that comes by seeking to help others Mm -hmm. and to teach others. So whenever I prepare, and, you know, and because of what I, what I'm supported to do on a weekly basis, I get to do it a lot, but, but I get to, I get to teach and I get to preach every week. And, and that transforms me in, in thinking through, okay, where are we as a people? 
where do we need to be? How can God's word help us to get there? In thinking through all of those things, it, it changes me. And so the same is true with any of us that, that are being evangelistic to our family, to our friends, to our neighbors, uh, to the kids. Reggie, you help young people all the time. And as you seek to have an influence on people and mentor and teach people, it changes you. Being a teacher also implies that you're a student. You can't teach unless you're constantly being a student. And so um, I think that sometimes we fail to be transformed because we fail to teach. We fail to step into that. And we often we often do it from a place of humility and saying, well, I, you know, I could never teach or whatever. But sometimes that teaching out of necessity where you say, man, that person, they need some help. You know, they need some encouragement. They need somebody to show them the way and, and taking on that responsibility in a humble way. And you say, I got to be prepared to be able to help teach them. That changes us and it transforms us by teaching other people. It's all about being that example. Yeah. And what's good to be that example People will see, and I believe I believe this world will see that that Christ living each one of us. We all strive to make heaven our home, and that's why I think if these when I when I brought up the spiritual hospital thing is that I know a lot of times um, when you're going through a particular storm in your life, you're gonna want to stay at home. You don't want to be bothered with no one. But I was mm-hmm. that's what the preacher brought to my attention that this is God's house. This is a house of refuge. That God's healing the people's sickness that are spiritually sick. And that's what the times that our own personal issues, problems can help someone else. Because every time I even get an opportunity to teach, and I say, how can I relate this to my life? And how can I present it to today's time? So I don't do it for the glory of the man. I do it for the glory of God because my experience is going to help somebody else not to do the same thing I went through or help them in the same aspects to say, you know what? I see this brother, I can see this sister is sincere in their walk with Christ. It's time for me to grow up. It's time for me to make that change I need to make. Because I don't want to, you know, die in a, in a predicament that knowing I wasn't right with God. Even though the situation might not be bad in other people's eyes, but knowing for myself, it was bad within the eyes of God. So what, what would y'all say has been some of your biggest transformation like what, what would you say that you've experienced? Maybe I'll start so that I won't put, put either of you on the hot seat. But, you know, some of the things that I think of in my life of how God has changed me, um, some of it might be like how I study the Bible, for instance. Um, so I grew up reading verses, you know, and, and knowing verses. So I, I, I knew lots of different memory verses, you know, Acts 2.38, mm-hmm. 1 Peter 3.21, Ephesians 5.20. You know, so, I mean, I knew these verses because they were, they were used to, you know, quote unquote, defend the faith or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I grew up knowing verses and maybe a little bit of the context, uh, but for the most part, no. You know, I knew Paul wrote Ephesians, but I had no idea what he was talking about in chapter five to be able to quote a particular verse there. But now I've really been transformed in the way that I study scripture in that I like to read a whole book and I don't want to preach on a verse or a chapter unless I know that whole book, unless I know that the author's train of thought and, and kind of can see from the beginning to the end. But one of the things that I think is, is interesting about that transformation is once you see how, how, how wrong you were before. And then you see where God has brought you and you think, wow, this is, 
life is so much better here, then it, unfortunately it can make you a little bit impatient with the people that are you from six months ago or from a year ago or whatever. And it's like, you, you shouldn't be, you should look at them and say, well, man, I, I totally get it because I was there. But, but it's really easy to become impatient. And I think that's true of lots of different transformations in our life is that God helps us to kind of take the next step and become a little bit better. But then we have a difficult time not being hard on or saying, hurry up, everybody, catch up with me instead of being patient and loving and understanding that, hey, we're all we're all Mm -hmm. in this together. We're all we're all trying to make progress. And so I was just thinking through kind of some of the 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 attitude adjustment that has to go along with transformation and growth is we can't ever become haughty or proud of the progress that even though we we hope that we are making progress we've got to be very careful that our progress uh isn't it doesn't ever cause us to look down our nose at somebody or be impatient with our brothers and sisters that may not be where we are yet in whatever area it is yeah, you know, I mean, just to comment on that before talking about transformation in my own life, but one of my favorite, um, I guess it's a proverb, but it's, it's actually quoted by a, a quote, quotation of, of Ahab, but he says, don't speak as, uh, as one who's taking off his armor, uh, when he's only putting it on, mm-hmm. you know, we often want to talk about how, I mean, we, we think very highly of ourselves and our our interpretation of scripture or, you know, whatever we've learned and we, we will do that and we'll think very highly of ourselves. And when, but what we're, we don't realize sometimes is that, you know, there's lots of other things that may That's be right. even more important than what I just grew in. Um, and we don't need to think like that about our faith, about, about other people. We need to be patient because if, if we're not going to be, God is patient with us. I mean, I, I sit here as a father of four children and I, I think, man, I wish I was as patient with my children. I need to be as patient with my children as God is with me because he is patient. Seeing all that I've done and all that I do and all that I fail in. And, and you know, if I can just stop and think, how has he loved me? Then I can change a lot of how I react to things. But anyway, it's a sidetrack probably, but no, that's really good, brother. Uh, transformation. I think the thing that's transformed me the most, I, I tell you probably two basic things that have really transformed me. It's three basic things. Um, teaching is one of them. I've, I've always enjoyed teaching, but that's something that probably um, if I was, if I had never gotten married, that would probably be one of the teaching and, you know, the relationships I have with people would be what transformed me most studying the scripture and trying to understand it to convey it to people. But more than anything, transformation in my life has happened through um, being a a parent and a husband because um, the, with, with my, with my children and my wife, I, I see the, the glory of God and how he is patient with me and how he's teaching me, and how I need to teach my children. It, it changes everything that I think about, that this God who, who made me is my father, my father in heaven. And if I, if I think of him as my father, then I, I, I see that he's always trying to teach me something. Hebrews chapter 11, we often like to talk about how 
uh, about faith in that. But then right, right, I think around verse six or so, mm-hmm. he starts talking about uh, discipline. Sons of God, if we're truly his sons, he'll discipline us. And if if we want to be children of God, then we have to accept that he's going to discipline us, that he's going to teach us, that he's going to change how we think. And I think more than anything, uh, being a father and looking at scripture um, as he is my father, as I am my children's father, um, changes how I think about everything in respect to, to uh, God and, and what he's doing in my life and how he's doing things in my life and how I need to treat my children, you know, how I need to, to teach them and then let them, let them act upon what I teach them. And cause that's what God does with us, isn't it? You know, we, we say, you know, this is what God wants us to do. And we teach our children and then we, we, we watch them go and sometimes they don't do that. And then it's an opportunity for us to teach them again, just like God does with us over and over again. We need that encouragement. We need that constant um, conveyance of, of his love for us, his patience for us, and that we just need to s- stick with his way and, and continue to walk in it. He'll, he'll teach us everything we need to know and everything we'll ever want to know. Anyway. For sure. And uh, as I look at this, you know, as the question is on the table right now, I think my biggest transformation was back in um, uh, Memorial Day weekend. In 2004, you know, I'm you know, 19, about to turn 20, about to come up, start a new journey in my life, you know, transferring, you know, from a junior college to a university. All along then, I lost my best friend, lost my dad. And then that was like my, that was one of the biggest Transformation I had to go through in my life, and I had a choice. Last conversation, I, he told me, he "said Reggie, uh, once you go to North Texas, make um make a name for yourself with Christ, and don't let us down." I knew that was gonna be the last conversation I had with my father. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, the people was put into my life, and I believe that God put a lot of things to happen. And see how you gonna roll the punches with it. And I think that was the biggest transformation for me, not only as a walk with uh, with Christ, but that made me grow closer with Him and His Word. A lot of times, you know, a lot of times as humans, we are we try to put our faith in men. I knew I had to put my faith in the Lord. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you found this encouraging, and I hope you'll subscribe and give us a good review on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast. As always, I love you, God loves you, and I hope you have a wonderful day.